the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You look at culture through the lens of the Scripture, through the grid of the Scripture. Well, what does that mean for us here? This should shape how we view human life. Since every human is made in the image and likeness of God, and God places infinite value and worth on human life, that means we should also place infinite value and worth on every human life. You've heard the saying about rose-colored glasses. The reality is that how you see the world around you changes depending on what you're looking through. This is true not only for what you see with your eyes, but also for what you believe in your heart. Today, Pastor Dan shares that you should evaluate the things that culture tells you through the lens of the Bible and what God says is true. In this study of Genesis, you'll learn that God created people in His image, infusing their lives with value and purpose. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 1 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. As our culture has moved away from God, and as our culture has abandoned the Bible as moral authority, the distinctions that God has established in His creation and the order that God has established in His creation are also abandoned. Especially when it comes to gender and gender identity. And now today in our culture, now there is, we don't even even say there's two genders anymore. It's no longer male and female. Now there's 58 gender options in our culture. The distinctions between the genders now, it's blurred. Which is just a sign that we're moving away from God. So God created male and female. He created both of them, and He created both of them in His image and in His likeness, it says. All of mankind, all of mankind without exception, is made in the image and likeness of God. Every person is made in the image and likeness of God. Nothing else in God's creation bears His image and His likeness, only human beings, only people. Therefore, that tells us that all human life is special, all human life is unique, all human life is valuable, all human life has infinite worth to God. Because He created 
every person. He created you, He created me, every person in this world in His image and in His likeness. So by doing that, God gives human life value. He gives human life value. Now, as followers of Jesus Christ, we should allow the Bible to shape our worldview. Don't let the culture shape your worldview. The Bible should shape our worldview. And we, sh- we should look at the world and look at our culture. Listen to me. Listen to me, please. Look at the world you live in and the culture you live in through the lens of Scripture. Don't look at Scripture through the lens of the culture. Do it the other way around. You look at culture through the lens of the Scripture, through the grid of the Scripture. Well, what does that mean for us here? This should shape how we view human life. Since every human is made in the image and likeness of God, and God places infinite value and worth on human life, that means we should also place infinite value and worth on every human life. It's valuable because God values it. It should also mean as followers of Jesus and believers in the Bible and those who hold a biblical worldview, it also means that we should be against anything in our culture that attempts to destroy human life or devalues human life. Why? Because every person is made in the image and likeness of God. God has valued that life. By putting his image on it. By putting his likeness on it. That human life, every human life, is sacred to God. Because we are God's image bearers in this world. Don't let the culture shape your worldview about human life. Let the Bible shape your worldview about human life. Look at verse 26 again. God said... Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them, man and woman, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them, verse 28. Then God blessed them, male and female, He blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. In verse 28, God spoke directly to man. It says God said to them. It's the first time we see in the Genesis account where God spoke directly to His creation. Previous to this, he spoke about his creation. Here he speaks directly to his creation, showing that mankind has a special relationship with God that's different from the rest of creation. God didn't speak to the rest of his creation like this. And in verse 28, we have the very first commandment in the Bible. The first thing that God told man to do. So if you're ever on Jeopardy, and the category is the Bible, 
And the answer is, the first commandment God gave to mankind. Boom, hit your button. Here's the answer. Here's the question. (laughs) Mark it down. It says, God blessed mankind and commanded him to be fruitful and multiply. What is be fruitful and multiply? Right? This is the first command. God gave mankind. It's the first thing. Think about that. This is the first thing God said to man. Have children. Have kids. And and we're told here in the verse that having children is God's blessing on mankind. It says God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Children are, are a blessing from God. For those that are able to have children, it's a blessing from God. Psalm 127 says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. It's a gift. It's a reward from God to have children. So the first command God gives mankind, the first words God says to man are be fruitful and multiply. Have kids. Now, the culture quite often is contrary to what the Bible tells us, isn't it? Have you guys noticed that? That our culture contradicts the Bible? What does the culture tell you to do? Don't have kids. You shouldn't have kids. Wait to have kids. The culture tells you that children uh, are expensive. And that children are a financial burden. And that kids are an inconvenience. And that kids will take your freedom. And, and if you have kids, you're going to have to set aside all your personal goals and career goals and all the dreams that you have for your life. The culture tells you kids are hard work. The culture tells you kids are exhausting. The culture tells you, you you need to wait for the right time in your life to have kids. You're not ready to have kids. The culture today tells you it is irresponsible to bring a child into this world with all of the problems and all of the issues facing this world today. With climate change and and everything else, and we don't even know if the world's going to be here. And it would be irresponsible for you to bring a child into this world. Listen, when it comes to having children, the culture tells us to do the opposite of what God tells us to do. God says, be fruitful and multiply. God says, have children. And it's a command. It's a mandate. And why, why am I harping on this? I'll tell you why. Because when my wife and I were first married, we believed what the culture told us. And so for the first six years of our marriage, we waited to have kids. And we were waiting. And if you would have asked us, we would say, oh, we're, we're going to have kids. We're just waiting. We're waiting for the right time. And now's not the right time. But we're waiting to have kids. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. 
Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. And you know what happened to us? One day I'm driving in my car, and I'm I'm listening to the radio. I'm listening to a sermon on the radio, and uh, the pastor was preaching on what the Bible says about children and having children, and he was preaching on this passage about the command to be fruitful and multiply. And the pastor on the radio said, if you're married and you're a Christian, the Bible says children are a blessing from God, and the Bible commands you to have children. The Bible never says wait to have kids. It says be fruitful and multiply. Kids are a blessing uh, that God wants to bestow upon you. If you're waiting, you're withholding a blessing from God. If you choose to not have kids... We're waiting to have kids. And as I was driving, I, I, never really, I never really thought about, well, what does the Bible say about having kids? I never thought about God wanting to bless us with children or, or God commanding us to have children uh, or God never telling us to, to wait once we're married. And so I, I got my phone out. I called my wife. And I said, listen. I said, I, I know we're waiting, but what exactly are we waiting for? We never had that conversation. We were just waiting. And there was silence on the phone. And my wife said, I don't really know what we're waiting for. You understand? Nine months later, we had a baby, right? <laughs> but we had bought into what the culture tells young couples about children. You should wait. You're not ready. The time's not right. <laughs> this, this isn't a good time. We were, without even realizing, and that's, what, that's what's important, we didn't even realize that we, we were influenced by secular thinking and not biblical thinking. What does the Bible say? Be fruitful and multiply. It doesn't say anything. Really about waiting. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that, you know, we have a responsibility with the timing and with the number. And I think, you know, you have an element of control over that. But the mandate is be fruitful and multiply. The culture says wait. The culture says you're not ready. The culture says children are an inconvenience. The culture says... They're going to take your plans from you and your dreams from you if you have children. So if you're married and you're waiting to have kids, why? Why are you waiting? What exactly are you waiting for? And most importantly, has God told you to wait? Because if God told you to wait, that's, and that's fine, obviously. But has God told you to wait? Or are you just waiting because that's what the culture tells you to do. Again, we want to base our lives on what God tells us to do and not what the culture tells us to do. You know, statistically, in secular societies, people are having fewer and fewer children to the point now that in some 
uh, countries, the population is actually decreasing and not replacing itself. Back in the early 1960s, there was this big push, and some of you may remember some of the media from this, but there was this push for uh, zero population growth. Anybody remember that? There was this, there was this uh, belief in the 1960s that the world was becoming overpopulated and that if, if the world continues to grow, the population continues to grow, there'll be food shortages and great famine all over the world. And so we, we need to stop the population growth. And they encouraged people not to have children. They encouraged people to limit the number of children they have to maybe one or two children uh, so, that, so that we can cause a zero population growth. And that became very popular in Western countries in particular. Well, listen, 1960, the world population was 3 billion people. And one in three people were suffering from chronic hunger. One in three people. 2020, the population is 8 billion people. Almost three times the population of 1960. One in nine people are suffering from chronic hunger. There has been a dramatic increase in the world population and a dramatic decrease in the number of people that are suffering from hunger in the world. And generally speaking, those who are suffering from hunger in the world are suffering from hunger because of corrupt governments and war and corrupt societies, not because of a lack of food. There's plenty of food in the world. That's not the issue. My point is, the culture was way wrong. They were way wrong about the world becoming overpopulated and there not being enough food in the world. And, and people made decisions not to have children because they were concerned about overpopulation. God says, be fruitful and multiply. Have kids. Don't let the culture dictate to you what you should do about children. Seek the Lord. Ask the Lord what He wants you to do. So the first command in the Bible is be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Verse 28, He says, Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God intended for human beings to have dominion over the natural world. Now that doesn't mean that we have a right to abuse nature or inflict unnecessary suffering on animals. We should be good stewards of the natural world that God has entrusted to us, that God has put into our care. But the world was created for our use. The world was created for our benefit. Again, there are some in the culture today that want to exalt nature. And, and say that nature is just as important as human life. Or that nature is more important than human life. And human needs. But God intended for man to dominate the natural world and to subdue it. And humans have progressed because we have subdued creation. 
We have developed agriculture. We have developed clean water. We have developed medicines. We have eradicated diseases in the world. They are trying to subdue creation. And dominate it. And we're glad for it. And we're better for it. We're to dominate, to subdue creation. And it's because of that that we've moved forward. And thrive throughout history. Again, you can, look at, uh, you can look at nations, you can look at cultures that have embraced a biblical worldview, and you can look at cultures and you can look at nations that have not embraced a biblical worldview. And you can just see the, the difference in the quality of life there. Verse 29, And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Also, to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. This is the only part of Eden that bugs me. (laughs) Originally, mankind was to be strictly vegetarian. And this was also true for the animal kingdom. We see that in verse 30, the animals were herbivores. So, originally, no meat from mankind. No, no cheeseburgers. Only vegetables. And why? Why was everything, including man, strictly vegetarian at the beginning? Well, here's why. Listen, this is important. Here's why. To eat the meat of an animal means you have to kill an animal. And in the beginning, there was no death in the world. There was not death in the world until Adam sinned, the Bible says. And once Adam sinned, death entered the world, Romans chapter 5. So there was no death before Adam's sin. After he sins, death enters the world. And then when you get to Genesis chapter 9, verse 3, man is allowed to eat meat. Uh, that should, you should make that your life verse, Genesis 9.3. But not before then. In Isaiah 65, it describes the millennial kingdom when Jesus Christ comes back. Jesus is going to come back to the earth, literally, physically. He's going to uh, overthrow the governments of the world in a moment, in an instant. And then he is going to establish his kingdom here on the earth. Isaiah 65 tells us, That during his kingdom on the earth, listen to what it says. The wolf and the lamb will feed together and the lion shall eat hay like straw. Or eat hay like a a cow. And so it seems that when Christ returns and establishes his kingdom on the earth, the things on the earth will be similar to the Garden of Eden. And animals will once again be herbivores. I don't know about mankind during the kingdom age. Uh, But definitely animals will not be meat eaters. Lions will eat straw like cows. Uh, Finally, verse 31, Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So at the end of the sixth day of creation, God looked over all that he had created, the work of all six days, and he declared, It's very good. Not just good. It's very good. He was pleased. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There will be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.